Hello Cryptonauts! Today is September 27th, 2020. On today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, we're going to talk about the top 10 daily stats as well as your crypto news of the day. I am your host, Blockchain John. Alright Cryptonauts, first reminder, we do have a Discord channel available for Cryptocurrency Chat in which I will leave a link in the description below. If you want to collaborate on my podcast, you can reach out to me through that Discord app or through the Anchor app. With that said, let's get started with your top 10. Top 10 uh, decentralized finance coins by market capitalization. How about that? There you go. Alright, number 1, Chainlink with a market cap of... 3.5 billion dollars wow no way are you serious let me look at this is that real apparently that's real okay chain link with 3.5 billion dollars second place I don't believe it that's crazy second place wrapped Bitcoin with 985.5 million dollars that's a big difference from million to billion I, I don't know about chain link that's a lot of money a lot of money. I didn't realize Chainlink was that high. That's a, that's triple the value, almost quadruple the value of uh, of wrapped Bitcoin in second place. That's crazy. Anyways, um, third place, Dai, with 880.3 million dollars. Fourth place, Uniswap, with 699.5 million dollars. Fifth place, Ave, with 669.6 million dollars. Sixth place, Yearn.Finance with $639 million. Seventh place, Synthetics Network Token with $548.4 million. Uh, eighth place, Maker with $524.6 million. Ninth place, UMA with $423.4 million. Tenth place, Compound with $408.4 million. Alright, Cryptonauts, that's your overall total market cap for decentralized finance. Your overall mar- DeFi market cap is at $13.2 billion. And your overall total market cap for all cryptos is at $341, point, yeah, $341 billion, down by 1%. Alright, let's get started with your crypto news of the day. Alright, Cryptonauts, next reminder, we are using Decrypt.co to get our daily news, as well as CoinGecko.com to get our daily stats. Don't forget to collect your daily candies. I just got them right now. Alright, first news coming in from Robert Stevens. Ethereum transaction fees fall to lowest in 49 days as DeFi craze subsides. Finally. Maybe I can start moving some funds around. The average cost of processing an Ethereum transaction has fallen to a 49-day lull, making an end to a spell of super high transaction costs that made the network prohibitively expensive to use. Yesterday, Ethereum's average transaction fee was $2.24 according to data from BitInfo charts. It touched $228. Four cents higher on August 23rd, but hasn't slipped below $2.24 since August 9th, when the cost when the cost of the average Ethereum transaction was $1.94. Okay, what about now? Just 10 days ago, the average of a single Ethereum transaction hit $11.60. Okay, September. Ah, oh, come on, stop giving me all these numbers. 
fees increase when there is more demand to process transactions then there are miners on block space to process them it is benchmarks of increased activity that they have declined suggest a decrease in activity one reason for the summer's steep fees may have been the summer's rise of DeFi or decentralized finance DeFi refers to a slew of non-custodial finance products among them DeFi lending protocols decentralized stablecoins and synthetic assets lots of money has poured into the protocols in the past few months almost 11 million dollars locked up in DeFi smart contracts today according to metric site DeFi pulse in june just one billion dollars was locked up okay so how much is the fees now what so i i apparently it's not going sub one dollar ever again huh let's see the fees are now de decreasing could mean that DeFi activity is also waning it could also mean that people are starting to move to other blockchains it could also mean that people are relying on two layer solutions software built atop the ethereum blockchain to make transactions cheaper or faster or DeFi smart contracts are becoming more efficient and simply placing fewer trades whatever the reason these reduced fees are surely a welcome trade who have been priced out of the nascent DeFi market you know i'm gonna pause this real quick i want to see what the the the, the price the price of uh, transaction fee is right now hold on all right so it looks like um recommended GUI prices for traders is 53 fast transactions 48 standard transactions at 40 um, real-time gas usage we're at 80% okay block okay let's see cheapest gas price one highest gas price 8160 GUI uh, medium gas price 49 GUI cheapest transfer 21 cents Wow I guess Wow I guess it's never going back to those good old days I'll pay like three three cents or five cents per transaction those are the good old days um, I mean still 21 cents I mean I'll, I would pay 25 cents to move to move money yeah sure I mean if that's all I had but uh, here's the highest transfer fee right now uh, according to this block three dollars and sixty five cents that's that's a lot I, I'm not moving my my money for that nope that's too high for me not doing it anyways back to the news where are we at um do 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 was was this it? Yeah, this was it. All right, next news. Uh, written by Alexander Behrens. The SEC just reduced risk for broker-dealers like Coinbase. The U.S. Security and Exchange Commission has clarified how custodial brokers-dealers like Coinbase can legally exchange digital securities on crypto exchanges without the SEC recommending enforcement action against them. Broker-dealers are licensed financial business in the U.S. that are authorized to hold, buy, sell, and trade assets on behalf of their customers. The ruling should make it easier and less risky for broker-dealers to trade digital securities on behalf of their customers. The SEC's letter signed on Friday and addressed to a VP at the Financial Industry Regulatory Authority, FINRA, clarifies that broker-dealers like Coinbase can swap between digital, digital securities on behalf of customers in a three-step process. First, customers authorize trades with specific conditions like price and amount beforehand. Then the broker-dealer custodian execute these trades. Finally, they inform the customer after the fact. Under the previous SEC guidance laid out in a joint staff statement in July 2019, customers would submit their trades, then wait for an exchange to find a counterparty on behalf of the broker-dealer. Once the exchange found a match for that trade, the broker-dealer custodian would again have to request confirmation from the customer before executing the final transaction. 
essentially Friday's SEC letter says it's okay for customers seeking to swap between digital securities to submit trades, trade orders and confirmation at the same time instead of independently. The clarifications should help make platforms like Coinbase more secure against SEC action, allowing customers to use the service with confidence. A few other conditions apply to broker-dealer executing customer, customer trades, including holding a reserve of $250,000 in net capital. But Drew Hinks, an attorney at U.S. law firm Car uh, Carlton Fields, tweeted that it's still difficult for broker-dealers to determine which cryptocurrencies are legal to trade in the first place. Broker-dealers don't have a solid answer to which digital asset securities or those offered pursuant to private placement exemptions are legal to trade and which are not. Questions also remain about how broker-dealers should handle SEC Rule 15C3-3, which requires broker-dealers to maintain physical possession of customer assets. The added clarity on crypto trades is surely a welcome notice for crypto businesses like Coinbase, but Friday's letter shows that the SEC is still plugging away at making sense of crypto issues in the u.s and that there's plenty more to do yes indeed yes indeed next news written by robert stevens 130 million dollars of kucoin hackers halt to be frozen by crypto projects what kucoin the cryptocurrency exchange hacked on friday has disclosed additional suspicious addresses to which hackers sent around 10.7 million dollars worth of bitcoin telling up all crypto cryptocurrency addresses shared by the Singapore-based exchange brings the total amount lost in the hack to $203 million. The true damage may be higher should Qcoin share additional addresses. But at the same time, cryptocurrency exchanges and blockchain projects have frozen some of the stolen assets to minimize the damage, and they've done a pretty comprehensive job. Okay. Orion Protocol has updated its smart contract to render $8.5 million stolen Stolen tokens obsolete. Covesting uh, has frozen the, the $520,000 stolen, and Cardia Chain has invalidated $9 million worth of tokens. Crypto company Velo Labs announced that it will invalidate all of the $122 million Velo tokens stolen in the hack worth about $76 million. <laughs> what is going on? What the heck? VIDT data link will freeze $14 million VIDT worth about $6.4 million. Silent Notary will replace all of its tokens, including the $94,692 affected, and Ocean Protocol paused its smart contracts after $8.6 million was lost. What is going on? This is crazy. This is this is like a sci-fi movie. Tether, the stablecoin company that produces uh, the US pegged, pegged coin, froze $22 million worth of the cryptocurrency. No word yet what will happen to the are you serious? Penis.finance Pumponomics Retard token The Hunger Games The Dino token That ended up in the hacker's wallet That's seriously written here mm. This means that crypto projects have frozen or rendered obsolete Or intend to do so about $130 million of stolen funds Or 65% of the haul so far According to information disclosed by Qcoin that makes it difficult for hackers to sell those funds on secondary markets or ruin a fragile economies for of smaller tokens, but not impossible. Some of those assets haven't been frozen yet, and today the hacker started to launder some of the money. The hacker has sold a couple of thousands of dollars worth of ocean tokens on decentralized exchange Uniswap. 
in exchange for Ethereum, and trace amounts of synthetics and Apple Forth have also left suspicion left a suspicious Ethereum wallet. Despite all of this, Qcoin is still out of pocket of at least $200 million. It says its issuance fund is large enough to cover all of the users. It estimates that withdrawals and deposits will return within a week. Okay. All right. That is crazy. So, uh, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up. Put the brakes on that real quick. All these so-called DeFi is not technically DeFi if somebody has the... And that's what I've been saying. I've been saying that for like the longest time. That's why Bitcoin is resilient in regards to that because nobody holds those private keys. You can't reverse it. Not a single entity can reverse it. The whole... If some, if if we want to fork the block blockchain, the Bitcoin blockchain, the whole globe has to unanimously agree that we're going to fork it or reverse transactions and that's only for a few blocks back. You can't go back to the Genesis block. It's not going to happen. You can only go back a few blocks. Um, but these so-called DeFi tokens, DeFi projects, they pretty much just push the button, the red button, the stop button, and there it is. Like, how? That's that's not, no, that's not cool. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I, a big, big, big thumbs down. What's a big name on here? Let's see. Uh, Orion Protocol. Okay. Um, Investing. Uh, Cardia Chain. I don't even know what these are. Velo Labs. Yeah. VIDT Data Link. Okay. I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. Um, big thumbs down. Big, big thumbs down. Um, I understand that they they lost it, but the whole idea about being decentralized, about being on blockchain, about being uh, the holder of your own keys is that if you screw up and you give your tokens to somebody else and that that person uh, misplaces their tokens or misplaces their keys or get hacks, I mean, that's still overall your responsibility because you decide to give somebody else your tokens. So not your keys, not your coins. That's what I've been saying for the longest time. That's why it's very important to be a holder of your keys. Now, I, on the other hand, I have a big bag in um, on the Celsius network. I highly trust them with my tokens. Yes, if they get hacked, there's a still a possibility I can lose a lot of a lot of coins, but that's the risk I'm willing to take to earn a little profit um, off the off the top. So, yeah, that's and I trust that the Celsius network does have a very strong security protocol. They're not messing around when it comes to security. So, um, I, that's another reason why I highly recommend them because they don't mess around with their security. They don't write crappy code like this, like these people. This is this is this is garbage. That means that somebody can come in if they get hacked. Somebody can literally come in, push that same button, and just extract all of those tokens out of there. It's possible, man. I'm telling you, it's crazy. Be very careful with the tokens that you invest in, because if somebody has that button out there that can just bloop, there it is. We're gonna reverse this. Bloop. We're gonna stop all this. Somebody else can go in there and push that, uh, push another button and go bloop. Hey, I want to withdraw all of it and take it all. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Be very careful you put your money. Anyways, next news written by Matthew DeSalvo. U.S. authorities alleged women paid Bitcoin for ex-husband's murder via dark web. What? A woman allegedly paid for her ex-husband to be murdered using Bitcoin on a dark web marketplace. But the website turned out to be a scam and authorities later arrested the defendant. Christy Lynn 
Falcons, 36 of Fallon, Nevada, paid $5,000 in Bitcoin via the phony website, which is no longer active, thinking she could hire a hitman, according to the U.S. District Court for the Eastern District of California documents unsealed this week. Federal investigators busted Falcons when they received a tip-off about a website. They traced her Bitcoin transactions to find the incriminating message and arrested and arrest Falcons. The alleged murder plot started in 2016, the document said. Falcons started speaking with someone on the website using Tor, a web browser used for accessing the dark web. The website told Falcons that in order to hide the transactions, she would have to launder the Bitcoin by trading it with different sellers on the peer-to-peer Bitcoin marketplace, localbitcoins.com. According to the documents, Falcons was skeptical about the scam website and even asked at one point, how do I know you're not FBI? They do have the capability to infect one's device and trace them back to their real IP, just being cautious. But Falcons continued with the transaction and sent 12 Bitcoins between March 6, 2016 and March 9th to have her ex-husband shot outside his workplace, the documents say. The documents allege that Falcon even asked if the murder could be made to look like a mugging gone wrong. Though when told this would cost $4,000 more, she asked to just proceed with the plan to have her ex-husband shot. The scam website asked Falcons her reasons for the murder. She allegedly wrote, This man mentally, physically, and sexually and emotionally abused me. I ran and then he took my children away from me. He now mentally abuses my children and threatens their physical well-being. He is quite the snake and master manipulator. The website allegedly told Falcons that her husband couldn't be found at the workplace. When she asked for proof that they found his whereabouts, the website sent a dodgy photo of the location, the documents say. Falcons stopped communicating with the website, which is now shut down in April 2016. The authorities learned of the plot in 2019 and... The authorities learned about the, the plot in 2019 and indicated Falcons on Thursday. Ind- indicted, indicted, indicated, indicted Falcons on Thursday. The dark web has long been used for illicit activities such as buying guns and drugs, but authorities are catching up with criminals using the network. Wow. Crazy. Next news written by Shao Kong. Gas now. China's hot new tool that predicts Ethereum gas prices. We've all been there scratching our heads. We repeatedly check EtherScan or Ether gas station. Me, I'm raising my hand to calculate the optimal gas fees to farm the tasty food tokens. Well, I didn't get into any of the food tokens. Sometimes we get lucky. Other times we have to come back later and try again. Getting the gas price right is a daily headache for DeFi farmers. One product that has won many Chinese farmers' hearts is GasNow, an ETH gas price forecast system developed by SparkPool, one of the largest Ethereum mining pools based in China. This week's Dabing takes a look at GasNow and how Chinese mining pool came to develop such a tool. Necessity was its mother. As DeFi started to pick up steam, the dev teams at SparkPool realized that there was a big gap between quoted gas fees from ETH gas station and the actual gas fees they processed on the network. It is a problem for everyone on the network, so on August 12th, they decided to hack together a tool to give themselves a more accurate and timely prediction of gas fees. Five hours later, GasNow was born. Wow! 
Bravo. You know what? I'm going to click on that. Let's see. What do we get? Where do we go to? Oh, it takes me to Twitter. Oh, interesting. I don't have a Twitter, but uh, yes. Okay. Uh, well then, next news is what? Matthew, written by Matthew DeSalvo. Actually, was I done with that? Hold on. Let me go back. Yeah, I was done with it. No, I wasn't. Okay, hold on. There are two ways to calculate gas fees. Uncle Meow, the pseudonymous product leader of Sparkpool, told me. Most existing solutions calculate gas fees based on historical gas fee data. However, Sparkpool calculates gas fees based on our own mining pools pending transaction mempool, where all the valid transactions are waiting to be confirmed by the Ethereum network. The benefit of using pending transaction data is that such a calculation is predictive rather than retrospective, especially during the heyday of yield farming. Timing was everything, Uncle Meow told me. Uncle Meow. Uh, Once the tool was tested, the team decided to release it to the public so everyone who who raised to farm DeFi tokens could benefit. Settling gas now was making a huge splash on crypto WeChat, and everyone in the DeFi circle was talking about it. Data shows that gas now has 500 W, 500 W, average API request uh, per day, and 12,000 unique visitors. Mining pool is a natural fit. <clears throat> wow, how much is it written on here? Whoa, there's a lot. Okay, okay. Um. I don't know if I should read all this. Mining pool is, is it's a lot. If miners are the guardians of any blockchain networks, mining pool are the guardians of guardians of the guardian. They pull miners' computing power to find the next stable block, and they distribute the profits based on miner contributions. Like everyone else, Sparkpool has access to the Ethereum network, pending transactions data across the globe, which is why it only took five hours for the product to go from incubation to launch. We decided to release gas now to the to the public because we believe that a more accurate gas fee would benefit the entire network. We, as a mining pool, are inherently neutral, and gas now does not interfere with our existing business model. Uncle Meow said. Okay. Going forward, Uncle, Me- uh, sorry, uh, gas now is free and will be free. Free for a while to the public. Chinese crypto wallets such as uh, I'm Token, MyKey, Mouth Wallet, Token pockets have already integrated gas now changes also exist the team has been using the past month to fine-tune the accuracy and pending data uh, quenches uh, queues in addition the majority of gas now users are based in mainland China but an increasing number of users from abroad are starting to use it making sure that there's a min- uh, minimum delay of those foreign visits is a priority on the on its agenda of course. Another wave of OTC crackdowns. China's over-the-counter crypto tradings have been under attack left, right, and center recently. Back in April, WeChat Pay, a wallet feature of Tencent's WeChat, dropped its support for a fiat crypto on-ramps via OTC trading desk. Okay. All right. Next news. Let's see. What is that? Uh, China, number two. Chinese state media glowing reports on crypto as an asset class. While Chinese banks are cracking down on OTC traders, China's Xia... Uh, Xinhua News, the country's official mouthpiece, published an article on September 23rd citing data from Bloomberg that cryptocurrencies are the best performing asset class in the world. Soon after, Chinese Central Television aired a feature of the surge of crypto as an asset class. The broadcast cited the surge of DeFi and claimed 
that it was weakening U.S. dollar contributions to the rise of crypto assets. Okay. Number three, Bitcoin mining difficulties hit new high. Bitcoin mining difficulty has risen 40% since January 2020. That's a lot. And that's not good news for China's uh, China's miners, especially from uh, those from uh, what is that? Uh, Sichuan, Sichuan province where the looming dry season signals the end of cheap abundance of electricity reports show that there will be a 80% reduction of power supply in Shikwan post-October. Okay, do you know? Okay, blah, blah, blah. Okay, no. Next news. Um, written by Matthew DeSalva. Here's how to tell Reddit's crypto token. Here's how to sell Reddit's crypto token for cash. Okay. Reddit's crypto community has worked out a way to sell its Moon currency for cash. Moons launched in May are ERC20 tokens awarded to those who contribute to the cryptocurrency section of the social media site. The better your contributions, the more Moons you'll receive. The point is to let users of r slash cryptocurrency own a part of their community. They show your reputation within the subreddit and you can use them to unlock exclusive features or add way to vote in polls on the platform. And though they're ERC20 tokens, tokens that run on the Ethereum blockchain, they're hosted on a test version of Ethereum, meaning you can't swap them for, say, ETH. But Ethereum developers Austin Griffin and July created a way to move the tokens from a from one blockchain to another, from the testnet called Rinkaby to the Ethereum sidechain XDAI. This lets users turn the tokens into cash. What? That's crazy. That's crazy. Hold on a second. Kaboom. Kaboom. I'm telling you right now. I can straight up make. Let me let me read this again. But Ethereum developers uh, Austin Griffin and July created a way to move tokens from one blockchain to another from the testnet called Rinkaby to the Ethereum sidechain XDAI. This lets users turn tokens into cash. Okay, kaboom, kaboom, kaboom. That's crazy. It's so easy to create a protocol on the Rinkaby uh, platform, right? And you're telling me I can just create a, a massive amount of number and it's supposedly give it a certain value? Uh, like, like, let's say if I create a billion of, of, of X token and say it's worth one cent, I can literally dump a billion of X tokens and get X die. And then turn that into cash. Kaboom, kaboom, kaboom. That's crazy. I'm about to work on this right now when I'm done with this. That's crazy. How to convert? No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. That's, that's horrible. I know somebody's going to do that, but I won't do that. It's not within me. I, I'm all for the good of the community, man. If you if you know me personally, I I, I do a lot of things that take that consume a lot of my time, a lot of my energy, a lot of my resources, a lot of my hard work. And I do it for the better of the community, uh, of the crypto community. Even though if I don't really turn a profit on things, it's not the point. I want to I want to be a part of this history of the cryptocurrency history of the blockchain history yeah anyways so how to convert moons to cash so here's how to convert your moons to cash according to the reddit post first send moons to the metamask wallet then you can send from metamask to griffin griffith's x moon exchange 
and change to X moons. This puts the token on the XDAI blockchain. Then once the users have the X moons, they can sell them on the decentralized exchange HoneySwap. From there, the cryptocurrency received in exchange for the X moons can be sold on another exchange for fiat if desired. The method is already a success according to some Reddit users. One user wrote yesterday that discovering how to sell moons was like winning a small lottery, adding, I am just too happy to have something good come out of this nightmare of an altcoin bear market. And the crypto Twitter crypto community was sharing the tricks to turn the tokens into cash today too. So far, $402,387 a moon has been traded in the past 24 hours on HoneySwap, according to the exchange's stats. Today, the token trades for $0.16. Cents. Prolific r slash cryptocurrency Reddit users better snap up the tokens quickly. Yes. Yes, indeed. I don't even have an R. I don't have a Reddit. <laughs> I don't have some social media. <laughs> Maybe I should get into it just to collect a little bit of tokens, you know. Anyways, that is our last news of the day. So with that said, Cryptonauts, I do greatly appreciate you all from all around the world listening to me. Actually, let's let's do a quick little shout out. Hold on a second. All right, I haven't done this in a while, so let's get started. Let's uh, do our shout outs for our countries. Starting off with the United States, Ireland, Australia, United Kingdom, Canada, Finland, France, Singapore, Netherlands, Germany, Portugal, India, Turkey, Philippines, Indonesia, New Zealand. Argentina, Chile, Italy, Denmark, Japan, United Arab Emirates, Belgium, Czech Republic, Dominican Republic, Israel, Austria, Taiwan, Vietnam, South Korea, Switzerland, Romania, Mexico, and Norway. I greatly appreciate you all around the world for listening to me. It's it's an honor for me to have you as a listener to do something that I actually enjoy doing. I, I like doing this. I read crypto news all the time, and so I decided to just make this podcast because I'm already doing this anyways, right? I'm already reading out loud. I might as well record it. So here we are. <laughs> now I got a lot of countries all around the globe listening to me. Uh, talk about crypto news so with that said i greatly appreciate it and i'll catch you all on the next one adios